Welcome to the Leader Byte Podcast, hosted by Chester Goat. Bite-sized conversations about leadership, learning, and life. Any topic is fair game here because committed leaders bring it all to the table. Here's your host, Chester Goad. I'm sitting here with Mike Foster. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Yeah, so um, one of the things I was noticing in your book, really like uh, this, uh, whether we like it or not, our experience is one part mischief, one part miracle. I love that. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, well, I think this this idea that life is messy, um, it doesn't always go the way that we thought it would go. Um, it is mischievous sometimes. It's like, what what are you what happened there? You know, yes. it's like I think all of us have. Um, I talk about in the book just this idea of toothpaste moments where like the toothpaste comes squirting out of the tube, and it's like, oh my gosh, I didn't plan on that, and the toothpaste is not going back in the tube, and just is messy and maybe uncomfortable, yes. and we would never have chosen that, yes. but it happens. Um, but then the miracle, so that's the mischief part. The miracle part is just the sense of how those those broken things, those messy things, those things that didn't go right, can actually be leveraged for good. Right on. Uh, I was I watched your video, uh, your Wonder Life video that's on your website, and I can totally relate to that. Your story about the hotel and so forth. I'm, yes. a, I'm a pre-busser <laughs> at the restaurant. Okay, okay yeah. so Cracker Barrel. I'm trying to like yeah. clean everything up, and and I, I really love what you said about that because I think um, on one hand, you know, personally, I, I want to help somebody out, but on the other hand. Um, I don't want them to think less of me, that I'm yeah. a trashy slob, you know, right. and things like that. Totally. So I love your idea on external validation mm-hmm. and your thoughts on that. Um, let me ask you a question. Do you think that the church, broad, has a self-esteem issue? And what I, what I mean by that is, you know, figuring out who we are, worrying about what people think, seeking validation all over the place, and picking up and running with latest trends. What what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, think, I think the church has definitely some... Some self-esteem issues, I, you know, for whatever reason. Like I, I love the idea of excellence. I love the idea of things being done well. But sometimes we pursue excellence in the sense of wanting to look awesome right. instead of really trying to reach people's hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I think questioning the reasons of why we are so interested. Like sometimes a church looks more like an Apple store than than a, a church. And I'm like, well, why is that? Like, is that driven by a value of, you know, hey, we got to fit in with culture. We got to we gotta look good. We got to, you know, look like we have our act together. Or is it just we want to just create a, an avenue for people to feel comfortable? And I think sometimes that gets really messy and muddy. Sure. And But right in the book, I say that the, the church needs to be more like a trailer park than a country club. And That's good stuff. We, I love that. We sometimes forget that. That's yes. supposed to be a bit messy. Yes. Um, one of the things I love about what you say is I'm unashamed about what I love and what I care about. Yeah. And that personally really spoke to me. Um, here's something I've noticed. Like Wonder Life, that focused more on um, working through the way you see yourself and you know trying to get this idea of how God sees you and, and really kind of accepting that. Yep. Um, and then people have a second chance, I'm noticing, is really focusing on loving other people well. And yeah. um, was that intentional? Did you set that up that way? Or is this sort of how God spoke to well, you? Or Yeah, I think to me, like, identity, I, I think identity is is a theme that works in almost everything that I write about or talk about. And so, because 
certainly the the new book is about how to love other people well but the problem is if we don't actually love ourselves then it's actually impossible for us to love others and so I do start in the book uh, talk about identity and living as the beloved living as people who are swimming in God's radical grace and when we do that like we we then overflow into a hurting world, into our relationships with love. Right. So many of us are just operating from a sense of scarcity, mostly because we don't feel love ourselves. We don't feel God's love. We don't experience love. And so we have nothing to give. Yes. Yeah. You seem to value story, people's story a lot. And, and, and I appreciate that about you. So I was really excited. Sorry for the brain fart when I'm second. People have a second chance. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's, but it's easy to yeah. So, so why are you here at Catalyst? Yeah. Um, I think for me, I just want to be in places where I know that there are people who need to be reminded that mm. they're loved, that what they do matters, that life can be meaningful and full and rich and flourishing in spite of messy stories, in spite of our pain. And I really, you know, this is a conference filled with leaders. I also look at these guys as, and gals as um, really hopefully beacons of hope and light. Mm -hmm. But if we're not sharing honestly and, and vulnerably from our stages and with our teams, then we're blocking I think this really beautiful thing that we're trying to invite people into is the sense of like our our darkness matters, our light matters, our our mess ups matter, our successes matter. Like yes. all bring all of it to the table, and that to me will set people free. That helps heal hearts. Um, I talk about uh, this. I think I talk about it in this book the idea of sunrises and sunsets, and it's like the most beautiful time during the day is when darkness and light are coming together it's not it's not at noontime we don't take pictures of i love you know, the the sun in the sky we take <laughs> pictures of this beautiful blending of the night sky and the day sky and um, we need more of that and yet leaders are often afraid to talk about the dark side absolutely oh that's that's really great um so as a leader what do you see as the biggest threat to leadership um well, <laughs> I would say the biggest threat to leadership is, is to a leader is the leader himself or herself. <laughs> That's great. Um, yes. I was, and I'll just talk to from my own personal uh, life. Um, my number one project is to manage my own heart. I know I do ministry. I know I do write things and create things and help people. But mm-hmm. my number one responsibility is to manage... Um, what's going on inside of here because if what's inside of my heart is unhealthy or um, dysfunctional or feels empty or I'm I'm tired then that has a ripple effect in my marriage with my kids with the things that I do and so sometimes we forget that um, some leaders may not like to hear this but I don't think God is overly concerned with what we do in our ministries and what we build and what we create what we put a title on he he is only interested in a loving relationship with us and sometimes we forget that and we like are doing all this stuff and we forget that we too are children of god we too need grace we too need his forgiveness we and so like i see leaders get off course when they 
when they forget to actually manage their own heart and their own health and replenish and do self-care and um, that's right it was actually one of, one of my questions that was coming yeah. up uh, a little bit, but it, I really want to touch on something, something direction that you're going because yesterday I spent some time asking people about you, oh, wow. and I wanted their what impressions. I wanted their impressions <laughs> of you, and so I, without a doubt, in the majority, everybody. I will say everybody. It was a 99.9%. I may have missed something. I'll be honest. I want to know what that one percent 99.9% of the people said he is a person of humility mm. and very humble. And I think I think that is something that is very lacking in leadership mm. today. And um, so, but I do have a question. As a leader, which is more important, humility or boldness? Yeah. Um, I like to use the word uh there's two words I'll give you, two phrases I'll give you like holy confidence mm. and tiny greatness <laughs> and um, that's great like I as leader in this humble thing that's really kind of people to say by the way um, I, I get cocky and prideful it was and very arrogant. consistent trust yeah. me just ask my wife like it, <laughs> it's out there it happens um, but I actually there's there's so many times where I'm like this is complete diva I'm like Oh my gosh! I can't believe this hotel room. <laughs> just, you know, it's just like just stupid stuff. Like uh-huh. so deep. It's like oh, this food. It's only lukewarm. I asked for a hot plate. <laughs> like so, I got plenty of of that in me too. But, yes, that's um, great. Great. But two two quick thoughts on that. Sure. So the tiny greatness thing. Um, I'm really interested in the small things and being great in small things and loving the person that's right in front of me versus like pursuing, like I'm not building a platform. I'm not like trying to scale something. I'm not leading a movement. None of that. That's just, that's ridiculous. Just loving people. Like tiny grant is like, what can we do here at a table at a Starbucks? Mm -hmm. How can I show up for my friends? How can I be a good dad? Like that's, that's what I'm pursuing. Um, so I think people maybe see see my life and they're like, he's not caught up in the thing, whatever the thing. Like, this can sometimes be a thing. I think that's very important. Yeah. And I think that people want to connect with authenticity. And, that you know, I keep hearing that word uh, bandied about more and more. And I think it's because people have a craving for that. I have Absolutely. one last question. Yeah. And that is, what is a good piece of advice for emerging leaders? Um. There's probably a lot of advice I could give. Sure. But I, I think kind of the most simple one, and this is this is after 15, 20 years of ministry, is mm-hmm. just enjoy it. Enjoy each oh, day. Okay. Um, I think we get so caught up in, in the stresses, anxieties, the performance, the trying to build something, scale something, that at the end of our lives we actually didn't really enjoy the journey. Uh-huh. And so I just remind myself every day, like, yes, I, I, I'm working in people's brokenness every single day i am like seeing the darkest things of our society and like it's incredibly difficult but i think if if i were to look at my my day i'd go i enjoy it because i hold it loosely i I, i'm an open-handed person um i you know i love my wife my kids still sort of like me um that's good. Yeah. I have a 15-year-old. That's, that's yeah, yeah. Good you know, that's, yeah, they're, trust me, I got teenagers, too. And, mm. you know, I don't expect them to, to totally love me. Right. Maybe in their right. 20s, they'll totally love right. me. They, they totally love me when they're little kids. But, <laughs> but teenagers, different story. But, but it's like, enjoy it. Um, it doesn't have to be as hard 
and difficult and grinding as we make it. Um, we overcomplexify things. We take things too personally. We our identity is too caught up in the the you know the metrics and um, you enjoy it because it, it really is special to be a leader, to be able to influence people, to be able to create things um, is an incredible privilege. But don't live a life to get to the end of your life and and feel like um, now I'm going to start living. It, it starts today. I love that. I love that. Um, I do a talk on uh, five things your kids will always remember about you. And I hear what you're saying because that one of the things that I say is how you love them. They will remember how you love yes. them. And that means all the things you do, all the things yeah. you say, all those little experiences that you give them. And so I hear you speaking through that um, on just loving people. And so I, I think that's great. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. That's great meeting you. Appreciate it. Good meeting you. Thanks for listening to the Leader Byte Podcast, bite-sized conversations about leadership, learning, and life. Keep the conversation going at ChesterGo.com or on your favorite social media because leadership is a conversation worth having.